I accidentally, like, am bidding on two different... (laughs) You can't say accidentally when it's very intentional. Well, like, I'm kind of hoping that somebody outbids me because I have two... So I bought two NWHL pucks, all-star game pucks. Yeah, the I forgot to get one at the game. Don't ask. It's a long story. And then was like, oh, oh no, I bid on them online and then I found them for cheaper, but I can't undo my bid. So now I'm like literally sitting here with at right now, like four different NWHL pucks. <laughs> I actually don't even remember which ones I bid on. So oh. This is like the stupid CWHL one where I ended up like paying $125 for a signed painting. The amount of merch that you've accidentally quote unquote bought is hysterical. Welcome to the Ice Garden. Music with the Ice Garden. Ito ang Ice Garden. Juan ang nito the Ice Garden. This is the Ice Garden. Ice Garden. Atem azanim ladan hakna. Music with the Ice Garden. This is the Ice Garden. Dabro pa shalom at Ice Garden. Bienvenido al hadin. Welcome to the Ice Garden. You're listening to the Ice Garden. This. This. This is the Ice Garden. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Top Shelf, where we keep the hot takes and the hard liquor. I'm Hannah Beavis, here with your co-host, Michelle J. Michelle, how is your Tuesday going? Um, pretty okay. I don't really know. Actually, actually, I do have a question for you. How much snow did you get in Boston? Um, Saturday into Sun. uh, no. Friday into Saturday, we got, like, maybe four inches, if that. And then Sunday into Monday, we got, like, eight to ten-ish, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But the problem with the Sunday snow was that it was, like, very heavy, wet snow. So it wasn't – it took, like, four – like, three different layers to shovel down. It would be, like, shovel some off. Shovel some off. Shovel mm-hmm. some off. Oh, there's mm-hmm. the ground. Not like I couldn't just like lift it. It was like really good snowman making snow. Cause like we got really wet stuff here too, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And somebody told me that Boston got 20 inches of snow. And I was like, no. Really? Is like south of the city. Like one of my coworkers got like 15, mm. but not like in the city. She's, okay. like, 45 minutes south of the city. Because we definitely got, we probably got, like, six or eight inches. Like, it was a good amount, but it wasn't, like, what I thought was going to happen. My mom sent me, like, the article on, like, Thursday that the winter storm was coming, and I was like, ah, shit. Now what? But it ended up being okay. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, this was really the first snow we've really gotten all season, so. Not really? Not too much. Yeah, we didn't. We had like maybe one storm before this, and then yeah, that was pretty much all we've gotten all year. It's mm. been like this is like the first time I've had to legitimately shovel all season, all season so far. Well, lucky for you. I know. <laughs> well, we I had mean, more than that. 
there was one year where I, we got like a hundred inches of snow. Oh my God. And I had to like continually shovel myself out of my apartment. But thankfully that's not happening anymore. But it's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? <sighs> I am not drinking because I was afraid if I had anything to drink, I'd literally fall asleep on the podcast as I have an extensive yawn. Fair. Fair enough. What about you? Uh, I'm drinking the same thing I drank last week, which is the chocolate wine Ugh. cream thing mixed with some... I just mixed it with milk this week, actually. I was even lazier. It tastes fine. It just waters it down a little bit. Ugh. But, like, I, I was going to have red wine, because I have, like, this bottle of red that's really good. But, uh... That's all I could find. I, and I, I knew that if I had it, I would be, like, dragging my feet. Well, I think erring to the side of caution here is probably the better idea, because... Even before, even before the podcast, you were like, I'm exhausted. And I'm like, if there was any other time this week that we would record, we could do that. But there <sighs> is. Because everything's happening. Everything happens in March. March yeah. is just like where all the shit hits the fan all at once. And I'm like, could you spread yourself out, please? Like, this is very inconvenient. <sighs> but it's, we're going to be fine. So, uh, who are you toasting this week? I, so my toast is coming a little bit late. Because... I think it was like um like two weeks ago and I've forgotten to toast her since then but Jillian Dempsey broke the uh career scoring record in the NWHL uh she took this the took the title from Brianna Decker which is kind of hilarious if you think about it considering Decker only played in the league two years uh but yeah, Jillian Dempsey with her 10 goals on the season. Um, she's currently tied for third, or tied for, excuse me, tied for second with three others in goals on the season. Um, but she now owns the career goals record. So, Good for Jillian. Cheers. cheers. I have Who two toasts. Toast? I have two toasts this week. Can I toast? One is like my real toast and one is like an honorary toast. Okay. My real toast is Madison Packer because of her absolutely ridiculous shootout goal to um, win against the Buttes and kind of just throw chaos, a little, a little nice little wrench into the whole, not, not into the playoff situation, but give people to think something to think about going into the, into the playoffs. And it was just a beautiful goal. If you have not seen it, go find the highlight and watch it. It's just like this toe drag, like against Shannon Zapados. Like, uh, I have no words. The, the honorary toast is for Alyssa and Elaney. Um, because Alyssa created an Elaney advanced statistic metric for the scoriest and fightiest women's hockey player. And it's my new favorite metric. I can't remember like what what the statistic is, but it's pretty much like what you have to have been It combines be penalty the, minutes with goals scored. So it's yes. So it's the players who are the best at scoring, but also like to stir shit up because life's not interesting enough. And Maddie Elia 
is in the top 10 twice. So is Haley Skimura. So it's like by season. So like Maddie Elias 2019 season is a 100 on the Eleni scale. Alexa Grushaw 2018 is second. Madison Packer, who I thought would be on this list more than one. No, she is. She's on here twice. It's on Alyssa's Twitter account. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I thought that was the funniest thing ever, and I didn't know how what other opportunity I would have to bring it up. So, cheers to Alyssa and Eleni. I, I cackled. Oh my god, the uh, Lake Canadian mm-hmm. just dropped the most insane merch that I need. This is no. I don't need to spend more money. I don't need it to is, spend more money. Oh my god, it's gorgeous. Oh it's no! A, holy shit! I'm gonna. I'm but they're gonna not. Spend I don't know money. if they're making it available. Oops! Oops! oops While oops. quantities last, how do I order this? So like, every, a couple of different people are like, "Give me it! Give me it!" Give At me. anyone who's going to be in Montreal, I will give you my address. I'm typing that right now. Uh, <laughs> that's so pretty. It's so simple. <laughs> it's so classic. It's so good. Oh my god, I'm gonna spend all episode talking about how good they are. Okay, we need to get we need to get on track. It's already late. We're already getting to this late. <laughs> Michelle, you're good. <laughs> I like. I mean, I like. I it's like all I can think about right now. I like can't. I like can't. Also, three of three. Like. Is there more merch that they tweeted about? Uh, no, not- so it was like a threat. Oh, I guess they didn't thread it, but they talked about like where, it, like why it came about. Oh my God, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, I can I change my toast? Can I change it to Lake Canadian? Uh, I'm changing it to Lake Canadian, specifically this Lake Canadian God. merchandise and the 1966-67 team that inspired it. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry, we we need to get into this episode. To fly to Montreal just for Saturday. I might. You I'm know kidding. what? It's a four-hour drive. I could drive four hours for this. <laughs> I would do an eight-hour round trip if I means I got that shirt. Um, we talked about the playoffs last week, kind of, but we talked about it in kind of the general sense of like this was what was going into like the final week of the playoffs. So now we have most of our playoffs set. Actually, we're recording this on a Tuesday. And Thursday is the NWHL play-in game for the Ribs and the Whale. So technically, we're not going to know one of the matchups for the NWHL until after this podcast is posted. But we're going to just do like our predictions and thoughts, general thoughts in the playoffs anyways with the information that we have. Because it's fun. And we wanted to have some fun before the chaos of playoffs hits us in full force. And also because Michelle hates to make predictions. So... We're just going to make her make some predictions. Okay, so we don't know yet who's going to be the fourth because every team makes the playoffs in the NWHL. So yeah, everybody's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Whale and the Ribs have their play in game on Thursday. The Ribs have eight points after their kind of unexpected shootout win against Buffalo, and the Whale have six. Fitzgerald looks like she's back on her game, which is good for the Ribs after kind of a rocky start. She looked good in the. Uh final game there I mean she all like but you can't ugh 
words. Like, it's not all, I think, going to be on Katie Fitzgerald to come back. Like, the team in front of her also is, like, massively underproducing. Oh, absolutely. Um, there was something like one cabillion goal shots taken on her. <laughs> Katie Fitzgerald with, facing the Lauren Dom effect, basically. But, yeah, basically, I mean, like, she faced... Oh, I can't find... Just an absurd amount of shots. Yeah, which is, like, awesome, and, like, hold on, let me find It's, like, awesome, but also, like, she shouldn't have to be facing that many shots because the team in front of her should be helping her out more. But, you know, their real their real problem, Michelle, was that I, they're not a goal-scoring team. She's, she faced 43 shots in a game. Per- in the most recent game or yeah. averaged? In, the, in okay. the most recent game. Holy shit. Where Shannon Zabados faced 17. So, like, you want to talk about why the Riveters were struggling? No, it's not just because of Katie Fitzgerald. But I'm talking, it's, it's good that she had, I think, a positive game like that. Because going into a play-in game against the Whale, you want your goalie to be in a good spot. But no, if the ribs want to advance one past this playing game and two even have a prayer against uh, the Whitecaps, they're going to need their goal scoring to step up because right now it hasn't. Doesn't Amanda Kessel have like 30 or 40% of the team's total goals? Mike was tweeting out a bunch of statistics today. Um, of all of their goals? Yeah, total. Let me try and look it up. Oh, all these hopes we had of doing research before the show, and we're still doing the same thing. I'm still doing the same thing. Mm. She, yeah. So the the Riveters only had thirty goals this season, and she had um she had a hand in fifty six percent of the mm. goals, not scored them. She only actually scored one goal. Well. Two goals. You want to talk about underperforming. Yeah. I mean, like, pretty much everybody from last season, like, markedly underperformed. And I, I, you can partially pin that on the new coach, Randy. But, like. I think you can really pin that on the new coach. But I mean, it's not entirely should be able fault. to also perform, like, how, however, I guess, you know. Like a, yeah. a good, let me rephrase that. A good player should be able to perform no matter what. Like you look at Madison Packer, who, yes, she was down, but she had eight points or eight goals and five assists. But then you look at somebody like, um, like Rebecca Russo, for example, mm-hmm. who looked so good last season, and she had like, she was down like ten goals or something ridiculous like that. She's been like the biggest surprise for me from that Rivs team. That has just like, from one season to the next, just kind of totally vanished. She had ten less points from last season, and like Damn. one of your biggest points getters takes a serious hit like that, and then also, like the rest of your team underperforms. It's tough, and like your def- like looking at the defenders, like Courtney Burke and Jenny Ryan, who looked so great last season, have been so weak. I mean, Burke has been hurt for part of the season. Mm. Um, and is possibly even still playing hurt, but 
Jenny Ryan, who last year I was ecstatic about and I loved watching play and I thought she was a really great defender, both just kind of fell flat. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of issues with the ribs. I mean, I think I'm looking at the whale roster too. Like, I don't, I don't think the whale have underperformed though, per se, because I think we went into the season kind of expecting the whale to be at the bottom of the, the pack. But I think like Emily Fluke has been consistent, like usual. Michelle Lowenheim has been a great addition to that team. Katarina Mrazova, Nina Rogers, like um, Rachel Aid. They haven't been great, but I think they've got a solid group that could like. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who's going to win this play-in game, and I think it's going to depend on which team shows up, which is super cliche, but, like, these two teams were so close to each other in the standings. They're just, like, two points apart. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if either of them makes it. A lot of it, I think, comes down to, like, how your goaltending shows up. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be interested to see who Connecticut plays, whether they bring in... um, if um, not Aaron O'Neill, they just signed Aaron O'Neill, who they put in net um, against the Pride, which was you know a move. It was it was a thing <laughs> that poor child. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I think that was also kind of smart too because it gives her some, you know, it's not the Buttes, right? Um, it gives her some some time to learn a little bit, but uh, I'll be interested to see who they go with. And I would expect them to go with Shanae Lunenberg, who they re-signed yes. recently as well. And she looked lights out in her first game, which was also against the Pride. Um, but at, at her first game was against the Pride at Boston. That's what it's called. Mm, which um, is a rough, that's a rough place to start. She's who I was most excited when that press release came out. Like, obviously, like, really upset that Ricenet is hurt and out, but... Shanae Lundberg is somebody who I don't think has really had a chance to be on a team where she's been able to like shine. She's always kind of been like the backup or like behind other goaltenders who would get a start instead of her. And now I think, I think she's really good. And I think that she could maybe steal the game for Connecticut if they need it. But the question is whether Katie Fitzgerald is going to try and do the same thing for New York. I guess it's going to, you know, like it's one thing to say which team's goaltending is going to, show up I think it's going to depend on which team's goal scorers show up because I think both of these teams have pretty capable goaltending that like they're capable of stealing a game yeah but like when I was doing research for this episode like the the Whitecaps versus the Whale season series the goal differential is 19 goals to two the Whitecaps over the ribs is 14 to six like what these teams have trouble with is scoring goals and that's what you need to win a game your goalie can pitch a shutout and you can still lose I mean, I don't think it's fair to compare, like, what the Whale did against the Whitecaps because, I mean, look, just straight up looking at the point differentials, like, the season points, how many, like we talked about last week, like, there's a huge gap between three, one through three, and four and five. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like, showing that, what did you say this, the differential was between the, or the, the gold differential and the ribs? Um, the, the, white, the Whitecaps have... 14 goals to the Rivs, 6. And then the Whitecaps scored 19 goals to the Whales, 2. Which, it's not a fair comparison, I guess, to say, oh, look at what the the best team in the league scored against the bottom two teams in the league. But, like, 
it's it's not just like with that wide caps like you were talking about the shots that the ribs and the buttes had on that last game and like they're consistently getting outshot they're consistently not getting high quality chances in front of the net like you have to have an offense that is going to be able to produce something and both of these teams have struggled with that my i guess what i wish that i or maybe i can try and do this now i'm trying to see how they played against each other Wait, I thought that was what you just told us. No, that was the oh. white caps. Sorry. The whale outscored 12 to 10. So it's close. So they, yeah, they've each won two games against each other and they're within two goals in the goal differential. So it really is going to be the team that shows up and plays the better 60 minutes. If you have to pick right now, who do you think is going to win the playing game. Well, I think the Riveters have like a lot more of the momentum, you mm. know, um, coming off, taking the Buttes to a shutout and winning. Rebecca Russo in the post-game interviews was apparently stoked and <laughs> exalting that <laughs> they were going to go. should be. <laughs> yeah. She, she was predicting that they were going to go all the way, make a late run, which, um, okay. That's a, we'll see how that's that one goes take. for you, Rebecca. Um, but I think they do have the momentum right now. And I think we'll see a lot more of that, but I, and like, I think they also just have a little bit more experience in these big game situations, especially with Katie Fitzgerald behind, um, behind them. I think they'll trust her a little bit more than maybe the whale might with, um, a new goaltender back there. Uh, I honestly, I think the Riveters might win. Actually, I think the Riveters will win. Um, I think it being in Newark will be a big boost for them as well. Mm, yeah. uh, but I will be excited to see how the Whale do. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I mean, I've loved watching the Whale play. Katarina Mirzova has turned into one of my favorite players this season. Yes. Um, we had a... Uh, we had a fan post that made a really, really interesting point about these two teams. Um, I think her name is Stephanie. I don't know her real name, admittedly. Uh, she writes us. She writes fan posts all the time, and she made the really, really interesting point um, that the Riveters and the Whale both really haven't. Their players haven't really had time to shine for one reason or another. And a good point at looking at that was the fact that. In the All Star Game, the the players that scored were Riveters and Whale players. Yeah, that was super interesting. Um, which I, I don't really know what how that like works into everything, but I just thought it was an interesting point um, and a really really great observation by her because I had not it hadn't even crossed my mind or like that observation hadn't even stuck out to me. Um, I thought it was a very astute point. Here's my prediction for that series. I think if the Ribs score first, they're going to win. Well, I guess, I think whoever, whichever team scores first, I think is going to win. Because I can see the Ribs getting really disheartened if the Whale get the first goal. And if, if it, I don't know, if it kind of takes the wind out of the home arena. Just because, like, the Ribs have been kind of streaky. Like, they've underperformed, but then they took the Buttes to a shootout and got a shootout went over them like 
Mm, I'll probably give it to the ribs, though. I think they're going to eke it out anyways. But I think the white caps are going to steamroll whoever whoever wins that game. What about the Buttes and Pride? This, I think, will be interesting because... I mean, the Buttes have the season series like three to one with the only win coming um, in the first game of their series at Boston. I think the Pride won like four or five to one in what a lot of people saw as like a statement win. Um, this is also before the Pride went to Minnesota and swept them out there. Got um, mm, swept, right? No, the Pride swept Minnesota in oh. Minnesota. Um, that was where they handed Minnesota the first two losses of uh, Minnesota's season. Mm. Um, so I think one of the biggest interest, one of the most interesting things to me this season has been this like carousel of things that have happened, and that the Pride like handedly beat the Whitecaps three times, and the last game of the season between them looked pretty good, but the Buttes handedly beat the white cap or the Buttes handedly beat the pride. Mm -hmm. So like if you were looking at the tiebreaker, it was the pride held it over the white caps, but the white caps held it over the Buttes, but the Buttes hold it, held it over the pride, which I thought was like super interesting and very telling about the way the teams were playing. And also kind of like an interesting thing for this weekend. And the fact that the, the pride are going to Buffalo to play where they've really struggled. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the Pride have struggled putting up any points against them. The goal differential is pretty staggering. Um, I think it's like, I don't know. I th oh, you have it in here. It's like 15 to 7, which is like a pretty big difference. Mm -hmm. um, Honestly, I'm more excited to see the goaltending matchup for this because I'm assuming that Katie Burt is going to be in net for the pride. And I like for me, either Nicole Hensley or Shannon Zabados going in that would be like an amazing storyline because it's either Katie Burt facing like a potential USA teammate who might be battling for a spot. Like the crease is very crowded in the U S right now. And Nicole Hensley didn't make the world's roster. So that's kind of like a chip on her shoulder with that. And then Shannon's Abydos, like I don't foresee her going away from the Canadian national team anytime in the near future. So that could be a showdown that we maybe see in the future at an in international play. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, Nicole Hensley hasn't been with team USA since the Olympics. No, but I mean, it was, this is a, this is a different podcast. It's weird to me that she's not on that roster because I think she demonstrated in 2017 at the world championships that she's capable of playing at that high of a level. And so I'm interested. I don't understand why she hasn't been, why she's not the third goalie on this world's roster. Um, it, but Nicole Hensley was in net for the only pride win as well, where they tagged her for four. Ooh. Ooh, so maybe she um, shouldn't get the start. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be Shannon. I yeah. just think that's that's an interesting that it's the past looking at 
the present and or future goaltending on the national scene? Uh, I mean, really, with that goaltending duo, you can't really go that wrong. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be... I mean, they're definitely going to go with Shannon. And I think the pride, the way they've been playing lately, they've come out swinging for the fences yeah. in, in Boston. I mean, was against Minnesota this last weekend was fast and furious and everything I think people thought this season was going to be between those two teams. Um, Gigi Marvin is on like a freaking warpath for a goal. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I'm sorry for all the shit I've ever given her. She has been so much fun to watch this season. I will honestly, I don't know. My I'm, I'm having a hard time not picking the buttes, but also like, like the pride have been swinging for the pen, the fences. Like I'm having a hard time betting against them right now. What? And I think I think another thing too is that like the pride had such a rough season last season that the veterans that did come back are out for blood, um, <laughs> and the new kids are not too stupid to know any better, but like they just want it so badly. They they fit in I think really well with the veterans. Like yeah. they're not they're not showing their like rookie status. They fit in pretty seamlessly. Overall, I think they're hungry. I think they, the Pride are hungry. They're, I don't know. I think I think the thing with them is going to be overcoming playing the away game, playing in the Harbor Center. That's going to be like hostile towards them. But I think they can do that. They've, they've got a good. They got a good coach behind the bench too. They've really, really struggled there. I mean, they got at the Harbor Center. It's the goal differential is nine to one. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, that's historically why the pride have struggled traveling to Buffalo. I mean, that's the biggest road trip or that was the biggest road trip for them. And a lot of yeah. times you're doing it one off, you know, you're getting in Saturday at like one in the morning, two in the morning, midnight, and then waking up to play a game. That's not super conducive. Yeah. Unless you're flying in Friday night. Um, I don't know. That'll be a good one, too, I think. Especially, I don't know. I think, I think I'm giving the Buttes the edge right now, but it's going to be real close. I would not be surprised to see either of those in the final. This is the fourth straight season we've seen the two of them play. In the playoffs? Yeah. Obviously, huh? in the regular season, they play. <laughs> I should have realized that there was there was a need, didn't need to be a clear up. Oh, my God. Now I can't talk. Okay. Um, I guess we don't have to do, like, a final. So I think my final right now is going to be Boots Whitecaps, but I'm not going to pick a winner yet. You're not going to pick a winner yet? Like a, like a who I think is going to win the Isabel Cup. I guess I could. You should. You're gonna have to if I do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I'm abstaining from. You can't do picking. that. You can't do that. Yeah, I can. No, you can't. Yeah, I can. I, I won't let you. I think the Whitecaps are gonna win. 
completing a historic first season in the NWHL. I think it's going to be an overtime game. Well, you know why I don't have to pick is because I didn't. I can't pick in the Boston Buffalo game. So, ha! Huh. Yes, you pick. can. No, I can't. Yes, you can. No, I can't. You're saying like I can't do this thing. You can. You just don't want to. I'm going to make you. I had to do it. So. It is too late for this shit, Michelle. It is 9.15. I want to go to bed. I have to pack. I haven't packed for Ace Bailey yet. Shit. Um, I honestly have- think the Boston-Buffalo game is going to come down to... Like... Not which team wants it more because they're both gonna want it. I don't know. I can't. I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. It's gonna come down to like, I think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be as big of a blowout as we've seen earlier in the season. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, I think it's gonna be a much closer game. Um, like selfishly, I want to say the pride make it, but. That's okay. That's just because I I don't want my season to be over. Um, <laughs> um, but it, like in my heart, I know that Buffalo is probably going to win it. Wow. Um, I think I think Buffalo is going to win it on the back of Shannon Zavados. Um, I think that's who fair. clearly the pride have had trouble getting the puck pass since they've only scored like. Like two goals on her all season, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, though not for any faulting of Jillian Dempsey, who I'm pretty sure would is always in the hunt for a goal, but especially again over Shannon. Um, so I honestly think that it's going to come down to the f- the fact that Shannon's in net, and that might give Buffalo the win, and then Whitecaps Buffalo. I think the Whitecaps are going to win it because they're going, they have that extra edge of being in Minnesota with their predicted 10th sellout. They sold out their semifinal game where they don't even know who they're playing in 26 hours. We should have, that should have been a toast, honestly. That was freaking amazing. Go Minnesota. It crushed the old record of 46 hours, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay, that's it. I think the Riveters, nope. <laughs> riveters, the riveters going all the way, you heard it here first. Uh, no, the Riveters had the old sellout record. That's what I was thinking. Mm. That's why I was thinking of it. Uh, I think the Whitecaps are going to go all the way and win. We, we have two predictions. Oh, shit, now I'm yawning. We have no, two predictions for the Whitecaps. To be, like, in their first season as a franchise, because, like, really, they've all been there for, like, yeah, yeah. It's their first season in the NWHL. It's like how you can have a rookie in the NWHL, but they're not like new to pro hockey. They're just new to the NWHL. That's what the Whitecaps are. They're not new to pro hockey. They're just new to the league. Anyways, so that's our NWHL predictions. Moving on to the CWHL predictions. We, unlike the NWHL, the CWHL has just four teams in the playoffs, so we will not have a play-in game. We know who's in what matchup. So Calgary 
won the regular season title with 47 points, and they're going to play the fourth seed, Toronto, who played their way in after a dramatic victory against the Markham Thunder, gave them the edge over the Shenzhen. Thank you, Rays. I can't remember what their name is anymore. Shenzhen KRS, thank you, Rays. Yeah, TM, TM, TM. Um, and then number two, Montreal is going to play number three, Markham. And this is a best of three series in Calgary and Montreal. Hmm. Here's this one's tricky because last year was so wacky in that both, both teams that made it to the finals were upsets. Yeah. Nope. Upsets in like, I think KRS was technically the higher seed against Calgary. No, I can't remember. I Shit. don't remember because they um, didn't play their games in China. But I expected I expected the final to be Calgary Montreal, and it was the opposite. <laughs> it was KRS Markham. <laughs> And Montreal got swept, and so now we're seeing we're seeing a repeat of that Montreal Markham matchup, which I think is going to be super interesting. It's going to be in Montreal. I mean, if we're going off the merchandise, Montreal has his hands down <laughs> clearly. Um, <sighs> are we talking about both at the same time, or are we just talking about Montreal Markham? Let's go Montreal Markham first. Okay. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be Montreal, partially because I think Montreal is a, um, a more evenly spread, uh, yeah, Montreal is a more evenly spread team. Mm -hmm. You know, they have a little more depth. They can stay with you a little bit longer, which is important, or they, they can jump ahead a little bit more, which is important in a three game series. Um, Markham has a lot of strong players, but I think their depth players aren't as strong as Montreal's depth players. Um, uh, I might disagree with you on that one. But continue. Go ahead. I mean, just like looking at how each team's... That was weird. The thing, the thing is, here's the thing that I'm having a hard time with. On paper, last year, Montreal looked like the better team, too. On paper, Montreal got Hillary Knight before the playoffs, and then they got swept. Yeah, but Hillary Knight didn't do anything. And you're, Hillary I know. Knight came in, like, two games before the playoffs started after having just played the Olympics. I don't think that's a fair comparison to make. No, but Markham got players who retired from the Olympics too. And I think I just I think it's not fair to say that Markham's depth players are not as good as Montreal when I feel like last year's playoffs proved but that that's last Montreal's depth players were like I think part of the reason they made the final. But that's last season. Like Yeah, but I think a lot of them returned. And those and like the new players they had are just like they just got better, like Victoria Bach is going to be on Markham, who I expect to be like key factor in here. I I still think Montreal is going to beat them. I like I'm I'm probably going to pick Montreal in this matchup too. I think it's just going to go three games, and it's going to be probably closer than 
I mean, it's I think it's like... I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to, like, tear down your idea. I'm... I'm I, just I mean, like, just, like, like, looking at the two teams and, like, looking at their season records and, like, their series record, their season series between the two of them, like, Montreal has the strong edge here and, like, it, their depth players are stronger than Markham's depth players. Like, if you look at the points, their player, yeah. like, the points on the, um, for the various Montreal players, like, a lot more, their points go a lot farther down there's a lot less of a drop-off in the middle than at Markham. Like, mm-hmm. Markham, Victoria Bach leads the team with 32 points. And then you have, like, Jamie Lee Rattray and Laura Stacy at 25. And then you make a huge drop into the teens. And there's mm-hmm. not many players in the teens. There's a lot of single numbers. You know, you have, um, like, uh, like, Megan Bozak, who, yes, is a defender. She has eight points. Um like I just not to say that Montreal underperformed. Um, Mar- Markham, uh, yeah, not to say that Markham like underperformed this season, but I do think we expected like a little bit more out of them. Um, but then you look at where Montreal is, and I mean, obviously uh, Marie Philippe and Anne Sophie at the top with fifty and forty eight points, but then you have like a solid middle group of mm-hmm. like. Um, like mid twenties into the high teens, you know, with people like Sarah Laforte, Hillary Knight, um, Lorraine Rougeau really had a great season. Carol, um, Carol Emard. I just, yeah. I thought you were going to say Carolyn Willett. My heart jumped a little bit. <laughs> I but, just think that like Montreal's depth that they built this off season and this season are going to like push them a little bit farther than like help propel them mm-hmm. in a, in a sh- very, very short three game series. Yeah. I think you've convinced me and looking at this season series too, like not just like what these players have done in the season, but spe- specifically what these players have done against Markham. Like these games are not close. The games that Montreal has won were blowouts and the games that Markham won were one goal games, the two that they won. So, and I think, like, scoring-wise, you have Poulin, you have Bate, you have Rougeau, you have Knight now, who has had a season to get, like, acclimated to her new, quote-unquote, teammates. Because, like, even though she went to, she was on Montreal last year, it was just for that playoff series. So you don't really have time to get to know the coaching and your teammates. And hopefully Melody Daou is back from injury as well for Montreal, who I think is going to be a, a big player as well. Plus... Like you talked about, Michelle, all the depth players that they have. Goaltending-wise, we're probably looking at Mashmeyer versus Howe, which I think will be a good a good matchup. I think those two are pretty evenly evenly matched. I th- Montreal is my pick for this. I think it's going to be a three-game series. I think it's going to be close. I think Markham's going to throw everything they have at them, but I think ultimately... Montreal is going to be too much to overcome. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, Erica Howe has like really stepped up in goal for the Markham Thunder this year, but I think there's only so much you can do when it's not just one line coming at you or like one and a half lines. It's like 
almost it's like their entire three lines can come at you with immense amount of firepower and just looking at um how versus Mashmire in terms of like stats again going back to that it's just Emirates has a goal against average of 1.45 so like basically one and a half to Erica Howe's two and a half mm. which is a pretty significant difference especially when like you said you're looking at their season series um I think just Emirates gives them a little bit of an edge there in net as well. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, sorry, I was looking at a tweet. Um, Calgary, Toronto. Toronto has two wins against Calgary in the season series, which surprised me because... <laughs> It's Calgary, and but I think uh, I thought Toronto had a rough start to this season. Like yeah. they had a rough start, but they really came back, and it was what it was a five game or a seven game winning streak that they ended the regular season with. Uh, I think it was five. They like really. You want to talk about momentum? Toronto has the momentum going into this series, I think, and even though they're going to be playing on the road. I mean, I think, yeah, they do have the momentum, and they, the last time they played into the um, Clarkson Cup, I almost just called the World Series for some reason. I don't know why in my brain it was like, yes. Wrong sport, wrong season, wrong, just. My brain was like, ah, yes. The World Series. The World Series. The last time they played into the World Series, that is so not right, anywhere close to it, um, they won. Last time they, like, eked their way in. But anyway, uh, I forgot what I was going to say because I almost said baseball things instead. Uh, Toronto, Calgary, Toronto has momentum. Oh, Toronto has momentum, but I think the fact that it's in Calgary is really going to hurt them. Um, playing on the road is rough, yeah. especially when it's, like, literally the other side of your country. Well, maybe not literally. I actually don't really know where Calgary is. It's um, Yes, it is basically on the very west. Um, I mean, it's not Vancouver, but it's still far. Maybe this is a little bit of a hot take, but I think of all of the teams that we expected to come out in this season looking incredible. The Furies were the ones that kind of fell the flattest. I know. People were like Sarah Nurse, Brittany Howard, OMG, like rightfully so. They're coming into the season were two yeah. of the big rookie names, and I really don't think they've played up to what people expected. They had Shay Tiley in that. Yeah. Like on paper they on paper they had one of the best drafts. Yeah. And like, and that's that's what's just so baffling to me. And that's why, like, looking at this series, I want to say like Calgary and not even give it a second thought. But like, personnel wise, Toronto has the talent on their roster in terms of like big names, quote unquote. And I know like it's one thing to say, oh, this team looks good on paper. It's another thing to see how they actually play. But like. Toronto has the personnel there. They have the momentum that win against Markham to not only like 
end the season on a high note, but also clinch their spot into the playoffs has to be a huge boost. And like, obviously they're not KRS, but like Calgary had a home ice last year too. And they had a team in KRS that could like, couldn't roll necessarily four lines. Like maybe a team like Montreal could, and they still lost because the goaltending was lights out. So if Shea Tiley shows up and like, you know, then we have a series. Maybe this goes three games. Do I still think Calgary is going to win? Yes. <laughs> I don't think I can bet against them, but. I mean, I think you're I, really asking, for, like, not asking a lot of Toronto's goaltending, but, like, Toronto's goaltending has really struggled this season. I mean, looking at Shea Tiley, and then they got Elaine Chaluli from um, the mm. Banky Rays. They've more or less split the season. Um, Shea Tiley has 846 minutes and Chuli has 773. And their goals against average is pretty high. Shea's at, um, or Tiley's is at uh, 2.55 and Chuli's at 3.03. I am, would be worried with that against the firepower that the Inferno oh, abs- bring. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you're looking at a team that has Brianne Jenner with 19 goals, um, Brianna Decker with 12, Rebecca Johnston with 15. Like, I think for, like, Natalie Spooner and Sarah Nurse and Brittany Howard can come out and play lights out, but if your goaltender can't stop a puck. And, and the thing is, is if you get into a track meet, against Calgary, you're going to lose. Yeah. If you get into a goals race, like, and like you said that like, maybe it's not asking a lot of the Toronto goalies. I think you do have to ask the most. I think you have to look at your goaltender for Toronto and say, look, like we need you to be, we need your a game or we're not getting out of this. The two games that Toronto has won against Calgary, uh, they allowed one goal combined. One was a shutout and they allowed one goal in the other one. So like, Toronto is not a, I mean they're going to have to bring their A game in terms of their offense. Like that's non-negotiable. But like if their goalie is not on her game, it's it doesn't matter if you bring your your A game on offense. Yeah. Calgary can like bury you with the the amount of firepower they have. Calgary can bury you before you even realize what's happening. And, like, it's one thing when you have Nora Ratu in that last year for KRS, who is like, okay, you have the best offense in the world, I'm the best goalie in the world, fight me. Like, it, it it's not Nora in that. So it's going to be up to Shea or Elaine, whoever ends up in that, to basically say, okay, fight me. Let's go. I mean, yeah, it's going to be... <laughs> I think it'll be. I do you think Cal? Ugh, I shouldn't say this. Do you think it's a two game series or a three game series? Two. I think. I think three. Um, I think Calgary will be interested to wrap this shit up fast. I think Calgary Especially was interested knowing- to wrap this shit up fast last year and got kicked out of the playoffs. So like, yeah, I mean, but you're also looking at a team that had Noratu, like you said, like that's yeah. a huge difference. Yeah, um, I think they'll be interested to to wrap this up quickly, knowing that they have the potential of beating of meeting Montreal, where it's been a lot closer of a season series. Um, 
and is almost guaranteed to be a little bit more of a tough fight, and they'll want that extra. I could see Markham Montreal going to three, but mm-hmm. I think Calgary. I think Calgary Furies is going to go to two. I think Calgary is going to win that series. I think it's going to be two games to one. Who do you think wins Clarkson? So this is different because it's one game, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean... I... It's such... I think this is honestly like a bigger toss... The biggest... The biggest question mark. Yeah. Of all of the... Of, <laughs> of, I, I get... Bleh. This is the biggest question mark of all of the series we've tried to predict so far. You know, like, maybe Minnesota Buffalo-ish, but, like, I think even that has a little bit of clarity. But this one... Here's the thing. Here's another thing that we haven't talked about. Calgary and Montreal both had coach changes in the middle of their season. Yeah. Didn't really seem to impact either of them. No, not really. <laughs> I mean, Montreal had had the advantage, I guess, of just having Caro step in. She was already an assistant coach or a special advisor or something. And oh, Calgary didn't really didn't hire anybody new. Their assistant coaches just stepped in. Um, didn't really seem to impact either of them. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. We talked about this a little bit before the podcast. I mentioned how whenever I do a March Madness bracket, I fill out two brackets. One with what I think is actually going to happen and one with what actually does happen so that I can like effectively try and shove my bias into one bracket and my objective opinion into the other. And you said Caro, and I realized that if Montreal wins, Liv Chu Willette could sit oh in the in the cup and I realized that that's where my personal bias is leaning. <laughs> what am I going to do with you? Can you blame me? No. Don't you see that picture too? Don't you want to take that picture? Are you going to tell me if Montreal makes the final, you're not going to be looking up flights to Toronto to try and photograph that game? No. Definitely not. Mostly because the media credential closes before then. <laughs> um. uh, I think I'm going to say Montreal for no reason other than it's it's a neck and neck race and I think either of these teams is going to take it. I wouldn't be shocked if it went to overtime again. <sighs> I think it's going to go to overtime. And I think, uh, I think Calgary is going to win on the back of Alex Rigsby, who has not been talked about much this season. Um, possibly because 
the people in front of her are so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with... Yeah, I'm going to go with Calgary. I'm doing it. I'm taking it. I'm saying it. Uh, I think Decker is going to score a thousand goals. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, she probably will. I Um, think... Go ahead. uh, I'd be excited to see this Rigsby Mashmeyer matchup. If it is those two, I love one of the best like goalie duels I've ever watched was the 2016 world championship with those two in that. And like, I would just love, I just love when they play against each other. Yeah. I'm going Calgary. In the back of Alex Rigsby. Overtime Jenner, regulation. Rebecca Johnston, Brian Decker and Casey Bellamy. My one and only true love. Sorry. <laughs> Can we isolate that clip and make it like your ringtone? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Regulation or overtime win? OT. OT. Who gets the winner? Casey Bellamy, your one and only true love? Um, No, I think Brianna Decker. Oh, okay. Premier passer with a premier goal in the premier league. (laughs) Who gets the premier assist? Um, I don't know who's on her line. I don't know. All right, that's fair. All right. In my heart and soul, Casey Bellamy, but that would be uh, Alex Rigsby sends a long pass to Casey Bellamy, who dishes to Decker, who scores, and Team USA wins Calgary the Clarkson Cup. I just, I'm also thinking it's hilarious thinking about Hillary Knight. On Montreal, <gasps> playing oh, against shit. all oh, the USA buddies. <laughs> oh shit! The storylines, please let it be Calgary, Montreal, just for the storylines. But you could have that with uh, if Markham makes it, it's Megan Bozik. Yeah, if- but Hillary is buds with much closer buds with the others. In my mind, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> ah, okay. So those are our those are our predictions for the CWHL. Um, I think we just need to wrap it up because we're both tired, and I think that's all we need to say. Unless there's anything else you want to throw out before we sign off. Okay, so our predictions were Minnesota, both of us for Minnesota, and you for Montreal, and me for Calgary. Yeah, we both had the same final in both leagues. And we both picked Minnesota, but we differed in C-dub. We should come up with, like, something that we bet on. Oh, shit. Okay. Like. If I win, you have to visit me in Western Mass. <laughs> That's not even fair. Like, I Yes, it is. Like, oh, it's what I want more than anything else. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to visit you until, like. I will wait. It doesn't have to be right away. Like mid-May. Okay. If that, like maybe even into June. Honestly, the playoffs are going to go into June for the AHL, so that's fine. 
my life is gonna get like crazy until then. Um, I don't like <laughs> seeing the fact that I have to drive four hours. It's an hour and a half drive from to me. That's a three hour round trip. Let's pick something else. I just that just came to my mind and I was like, oh my god, um, I have to say Okay, the winner has to buy the other one, the alcohol of choice. Okay. That's fair. Seems more on brand, right? Yeah. The winner so it's so, like, whoever wins, if one of our teams wins the C-Dub, because that's the only one that we differed on. Yeah. Okay. What if neither of those teams makes it into the final? Um, what if only one team makes it into the final? Well, then, whoever's team that is. So, like, but, like, what if Calgary makes it into the finals against Markham, but then Markham wins? Then we both suck at this. <laughs> um, then Nothing. Okay, okay. So what? So then the we both have to. Then okay. If that happens, then we both have to go buy those like two little, those like little shots of Fireball and take a shot on the show. We already did that once, and it was awful. Why so, would we do it again? <laughs> so then, just really hope that that doesn't happen. Okay. All right. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. All right. That's it. Please at Montreal. <laughs> Please just make the final. Please just make it so that I don't have to drink Fireball. Or you can get like rum or whatever you feel like. Oh, we said Fireball. You just have to take a sh like you have to drink one of those little thingies. Okay. Okay, Michelle, where can we find you on Twitter? <sighs> <sighs> Sorry. You can find me on Twitter at, at Michelle underscore J-A-Y-3. Where can we find you, Hannah? You can find me at Hannah underscore B... Oh, my God. Hannah underscore Beavis GG has decided the podcast is over. Hannah underscore Beavis 1 B-E-V-I-S. Is that it? Or is it underscore in between Beavis no, and the underscore is between Hannah and Beavis. Okay, that's what I said. Great. Uh, you can find us on Patreon at the Ice Garden Podcast Network. We're on there with our sister show, the Founding Four Podcast. They talk about the NWHL. It's Erica Ayala and Mike Murphy. If you're already a patron, thank you so much. If you're not, maybe consider kicking us some money to help fund the show. If you can't afford it, that's cool too. Tell your friend, tweet about us, rate and review us on iTunes, uh, subscribe to us in your podcast app. Uh, you can find us where all your podcasts are stored shown played <laughs> i don't know what verb that he used there um we'll be back next week after the first round of the playoffs with some maybe updated predictions and i'm not sure really we what we're gonna talk updated about. predictions i don't know i don't know what we're gonna talk about next week i feel like it's just gonna be a bunch of yelling we'll probably recap what happened we'll figure something out we'll figure something out tune in next week and find out what the hell we're gonna do see if michelle's more awake and i'm more coherent bye bye I just can't stop thinking about that. <laughs> Are you going to be, do we need to re-record this? Not, not because you're tired, but because you're going to have your mindset on those beautiful vintage sweatshirts all episode. No, I'm, hold, I'm, oh, there's no flights that leave Montreal late <laughs> enough.
known. I should have known that you would have pulled up flights. But I just, I just can't. I can't. I was literally, I was looking back on my calendar for something, and I was looking at the flight that we took to Florida last year for the USA, um, the USA NWHL All Star Series. We were literally, it was literally less than twenty four hours from the time that we landed to when we were back in the airport to leave. That's literally what we, you would do for this. Except it's not for a game. It's for literally a piece of merchandise. <laughs>